It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now. I'm starving. On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. This is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast presented, of course, by DraftKings, the show that's so nice. We do it twice, two episodes every week. One comes out Wednesday around noon Eastern time. The other one is ready and waiting for you when you wake up on Thursday morning because we record them at the exact same time. I'm Ross Tucker at Ross Tucker NFL. You know this. He's the fantasy gangster at FG underscore Dolan. Joe, we only have four games. This might be our shortest fantasy feast episode ever, but the other one was almost 40 minutes. And we like to keep the structure so you guys know what to expect. And we'll start with Seattle and Arizona. Um, Seattle is really developing into one of my, first and foremost, they're fun to root for because Gino is such a freaking cool story. And like, Ross, I, let's, let's get a football talk in here. What are the odds now that Gino's a starter in the NFL next season? I'm thinking, they're, if it's not in Seattle, I'm thinking it's pretty freaking good that it's going to be somewhere. Think of, Agreed. Think of how many teams he'd be an upgrade over right now. I mean, he's legitimately playing like a top 10 quarterback. And they're also a really easy fantasy team. Unbelievably, both Lockett and Metcalf, it looks like we got two potentially season-ending injuries here. Both of them play uh, in, in Week 8 against the Giants. Both of them score touchdowns. Lockett should have scored twice. Uh, he dropped a long one on a perfect throw by Geno Smith. They're a four-man fantasy team for me right now. You start them all every week. Lockett, Metcalf, Ken Walker, and Geno. I mean, Geno, I mean, the guy's a start-worthy quarterback each and every week for fantasy. Um, Noah Fanton, Will Disley, and Colby Parkinson, unfortunately, are kind of vulturing each other at the tight end position. If you play one of those guys, you just got to hope for a touchdown. And Arizona? Arizona can't run the football. That's one of the, the, the stories of the season. They've had basically one good game from a running back. That was Eno Benjamin uh, in that Thursday night game against New Orleans. But Eno uh, against Minnesota and their good run defense just couldn't get anything going. Um, a little bit different usage uh, for DeAndre Hopkins. They played him outside a little bit more against Minnesota um, and allowed Rondell Moore to play more of the slot, which is good for Rondell Moore. Rondell Moore is not an outside receiver. Um, I still do not get good vibes from this offense. I don't think Kyler Murray is playing particularly well. I don't think the, the play calling is very good, but they're putting up numbers because oftentimes they need to. They're playing from behind. Um, I would consider Kyler a solid quarterback one this week just by in terms of usage. He's running a little bit. DeAndre Hopkins right now, I mean, there, there might not be two receivers in fantasy I trust more than him. It might be Cup, Jefferson, and Hopkins right now. Like Literally, that's that's where it's at with him in terms of usage. Rondale Moore is kind of a fringy lineup guy, and Zach Ertz you play every week. I mean, you have to. There's not many tight ends that you can play every week, and Zach Ertz is one of them. It's just I know Arizona is just one of those teams I hate watching. Oh, oh, big, big uh, situation here. James Conner status. He returned to practice last week. Look, it looked like he was trending towards playing and maybe suffered a setback. I'm interested to see what his uh, what his status is this week uh, on uh, in the practice reports. It's really interesting that there's eight one o'clock games and only two games in the late window, which means to follow all those one o'clock games, you really need NFL Red Zone which is available on Sling Blue Plus 
Sports Extra. Sling's easy to set up, easy to use. You can try it for half off. Just visit sling.com slash DraftKings to sign up today. Watch every touchdown live every Sunday afternoon with NFL Red Zone on Sling. For a limited time, get Sling Blue and add on Sports Extra with NFL Red Zone for half off your first month. Regular price, $46, now only $23. Think about that. You get the best deal on Red Zone, so you can catch all the touchdowns at the lowest price with Sling TV. Visit sling.com slash DraftKings to sign up. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Today, Joe, sling me some info on the disappointing Rams against the Bucks debacle. I mean, this is a game where Fox was probably licking its freaking chops before the season, and now they're like, oh, God, the entire country is going to be tuned into this game. Did you know the Rams are third worst in the NFL in yards per play? No. Third worst in the NFL in yards per play. It is brutal out there. Cooper Cup dealing with uh, an ankle sprain. It looks like he's going to play, but he got rolled up at the end of that game when he probably shouldn't have even been in the game. Uh, Daryl Henderson was feeling under the weather last week, so Ronnie Rivers came out and was the starting running back. Didn't matter because they can't run the football anyway. We'll be interested to see if the Rams activate Kyron Williams. And those of you who stashed Kyron Williams, you're probably thrilled that this team did not trade for Kareem Hunt because Kareem Hunt could have come in there and instantaneously uh, taken over that backfield. Cam Akers is still on this roster, but the comments were Akers still doesn't believe that playing for the Rams is in his best interest, so I doubt he takes another snap here, even if the Rams want him to. Uh, I mean, right now, L.A. is like, in the first half of that game last week, I'm like, all right, I'm starting to see Stafford slinging around. This team might have figured something out over the bye. And then at the end of the game, I'm looking, they have 223 yards of offense and they average four yards per play. I I mean, I thought Van Jefferson would come out, maybe give them a little verticality. He doesn't even get a target. It's Cooper Cup right now. And Allen Robinson is like a low-end wide receiver three. Henderson's like a flex play. I really do wonder if, if if adding Kyron Williams to the mix here gives them a little bit of juice. But I don't expect a third down running back, a, a rookie one at that, to fix what ails this team. Before we get to the Bucks, Joe, just to note, uh, we record this on Wednesday afternoon. The Falcons did designate Cordero Patterson to return from IR. So and I'm very glad today. I talked about him. He was the focus of, uh, if you didn't listen to yesterday's podcast, he was the focus of my Falcons preview. Um, so, uh, Ross, I think it's a good matchup for Cordero Patterson. Uh, everything I said on yesterday's podcast, I stand by it. Bucks offense, Joe. Oh, God. Uh, do you know that we have, we have a stat that measures pressure? And it's, 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 it's an offensive line stat, but it can also be a quarterback stat. Believe it or not, the Buccaneers have the lowest pressure rate over expectation in the entire NFL. 
But as with a lot of stats, they need context. What this means is Tom Brady is pre-reacting to pressure. Before pressure can get to him, he's getting the ball out. Now, that can be good sometimes. It's not been good for Tom Brady. It's essentially forcing him into bad timing, inefficient, ineffective plays, and it's affecting this entire offense. They also cannot run the ball, which is not helping. Leonard Fournette just does not look good right now. Mike Evans has been uncharacteristically dropping passes, but at the very least, we know Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are weekly starters from a fantasy football perspective. Not a great matchup. I mean, Jalen Ramsey has been great. He also doesn't shadow. So I don't think he's going to shadow Mike Evans in this game. Evans and and Godwin, you've got to play him every week. I think you still have to play Fournette because of his touchdown equity and his target equity, but it is not pretty in Tampa Bay. They just look look like world beaters compared to the Rams in this matchup. Titans are playing the Chiefs. Kind of feels like it's all about Tannehill, Joe. Uh, uh, Right, and I mean, I, I got absolutely boned on a prop bet last week, Ross, because I thought Malik was Malik Willis, his first career start. The Tennessee Titans, Ross, I, I want you to get, they ran for 314 yards against the Texans. If I were to tell you before that game that in Malik Willis's first start, the tech, the Titans would run for 314 yards. How many rushing yards do you think Malik Willis has? Over 80. He had 12. Derrick Henry's a monster. And this is going to be one of the most fascinating matchups of the week. Because First and foremost, it's Tennessee. The, the only guy you could play is Derrick Henry, okay? We, we know that. But this is going to be one of the most fascinating matchups of the week because from a passing game perspective... Tennessee, this is one of the worst matchups of the week in terms of offensive line pressure allowed vis-a-vis a a defense's pressure generated. Tennessee has fantasy points status worst matchup of the week. Well, they don't throw the ball anyway. So they're going to try to filter everything through the the run game in Derrick Henry and try to keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands. On the flip side, Kansas City has one of the worst run game matchups of the week versus Tennessee's. Tennessee's run defense has been elite, Ross. Over the last five weeks, Tennessee is allowing just .34 yards before contact per rush attempt, which is less than half of the second-best defense. But Kansas City's not going to care. Kansas City doesn't run the football anyway. So right now, we have a run funnel defense for Kansas City against a pass funnel defense in Tennessee, which plays to both team strengths. It's going to matter is, can Derrick Henry be good enough in this game to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field? My answer to that, almost certainly not. But you can run on Kansas City a lot easier than you can throw on Kansas City. And you can throw on Tennessee a hell of a lot easier than you can run on Tennessee. To me, that favors Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. What did you think of uh, Kadarius Tony, Joe? Yeah, third and sixth round pick. Um, it's fascinating, and it, it's one of those trades where you're like, you watch Kadarius Tony that game against Dallas, and you're like, this guy stops on a dime. He's physical. He can break tackles. He's fast. 
And then you watch the rest of his career, and you're like, I can't believe the Giants got a third and a sixth for him. Canary Tony has played one good game in the NFL, and he got thrown out of it. But, look, the Chiefs have never shied away from I'm – not, I'm not saying Canary Tony's a bad guy, but the Chiefs have never shied away from potential maturity concerns, okay, to a fault. I think he's going to be a part-time player. First and foremost, this nuke Sky Moore as a rookie. Not that I, I, I think everybody dropped him last week. I'm I'm fascinated to see it. I have picked up Tony where he was available just in case the Chiefs figure something out here. More than likely, he becomes a guy who plays like 35 to 40 percent of the snaps, maybe 50 percent, and he makes some plays, but it's not enough for fantasy. Much in the way like Miko Hardman's been in years past. Um, I think that's most likely, but I also see a guy in in Tony, who's the most physically gifted receiver on the Chiefs, not named Travis Kelsey right now. So I totally endorsed it as a fantasy football move. I'm just not sure. The, the Giants could not wait to get rid of this guy. And Brian, and, and maybe you can blame that on Joe Judge and Dave Gettleman, but Brian Dable came into New York and completely changed the culture of that football team, and they still didn't want Tony. I think that says something. Anything else on the Chiefs side for this game, Joe? Um, like I said, I mean, I it's a – you play Juju, I mean, the the way he's been producing right now, and obviously Kelsey, this is a pass-funnel defense. And the Chiefs will be will take that and say, yes, thank you very much. We will indeed throw the football. Um, so I think this is a big game for Patrick Mahomes incoming. Football season's big for me because I broadcast a lot of games and I drink Labatt Blue Light. There is no better way to watch your team on game day than with the pristine Canadian goodness of a cold Labatt Blue Light in hand. Stock up, be the MVP of your tailgate, and share a Labatt on game day with your crew. I'm talking to you, people in Kansas City, Arrowhead, tailgating before the Sunday night game, and you in New Orleans before the Monday night game against the Ravens. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Joe, what do you have on Ravens Saints? Um, I'm looking around for the biggest notepad I have. I don't have one in, in reach, but that's the injury report for this game. And the, the the thing is, Ross, by the time you even listen to this podcast, neither of these teams will have practiced because it's a Monday night game. The Ravens' biggest weapons are all injured. All of them got hurt in we in the Thursday night game last week. Rashad Bateman. Uh, aggravated the foot. Apparently it's worse than an aggravation. He's not going to play. That that I think we probably know. But Mark Andrews and Gus Edwards. Andrews with the shoulder, Edwards with the hamstring injury, um, potentially game-time decisions. So um, one guy from Baltimore that I can feel pretty confident in telling you to play is uh, Devin Duvernay. Um, the Ravens have an abominable wide receiver group, um, but Bateman's going to miss. Duvernay has been a bit of a pleasant surprise. Now he hasn't really been consistent but he's scored three receiving touchdowns a rushing touchdown and a return touchdown and he's got a great matchup with Paulson Adebo who by yards per route run and uh, fantasy points per coverage snap 
is has been the worst corner in the NFL this year. That would be probably the primary matchup for Duvernay if Marshawn Lattimore can't play for the Saints. But other than that, I mean, if you have Mark Andrews, you have got to pick up Isaiah Likely. Isaiah Likely looked great in that game after Mark Andrews went down uh, last Thursday night. So that's the guy you got to pick up. Unfortunately, the injury report for Baltimore is extensive. If Gus Edwards can't play, the guess here is Kenyon Drake would lead the backfield, but they could give Justice Hill some more run as well. And for the Saints? Andy Dalton is the starting quarterback. Um, oh, by the way, here's a big um, here's a big injury uh, update for Baltimore. Baltimore activated both Tyus Bowser and rookie David Ajabo from their Achilles injuries. And both are looking like they're going to play this week. Baltimore's had like an average pass rush. Just, those two guys, they're not going to come in and play 50 snaps right away, but they're going to add bodies and, and fresh legs to that pass rush. And I think that's going to help everybody. So I think Baltimore's pass rush is going to be an, uh, um, a rising unit the rest of the year. Um, as for the Saints, Alvin Kamara finally having the big game that that we knew was 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 coming. He was vast, drastically underperforming his expected fantasy points. Here's the other deal with the Saints, though. What's the deal with their guys? It hasn't seemed like Michael Thomas or Jarvis Landry has been anywhere close to playing in the last month. Adam Troutman was out in that game. Juwan Johnson's been dinged up. I mean, it's Chris Olave right now. And until I, I, I mean, I've had people asking me if they should drop Michael Thomas. And I kind of get it. It's like, you know, I've been, there's been receivers on the waiver wire that I haven't picked up because I've been holding on to Michael Thomas and these guys are out there producing. And I kind of get it. If if Michael Thomas doesn't play this week, Ross, I, First and foremost, I don't know how you trust him for fantasy. It's a Monday night game. If he's a game-time decision, you might have no choice but to bench him. So this is a Monday night game that, quite honestly, I can't have a huge opinion on right now. I can have a huge opinion on you, Joe. You're fantastic. Love the energy. Love the information. Love that you're the fantasy gangster at FG underscore Dolan. Love that I can get more information at Fantasy Points using the code 22FEAST. And love that we'll do it again next week. Other than that, I'm stuffed. We're done. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.